0: y'all. Welcome to the, another episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the Blog Cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host and the owner of the Blog Cabin. Today, I'm chatting with Christian author and speaker and part of Proverbs 31 Ministries, Nikki Koziarks. Let me just say, y'all, that if I don't do another interview the rest of my life, I will be, still be happy. But don't worry, I've got more interviews coming up. Listen in as Nikki and I chat about life, her books, the Fixer Upper Farm, as well as the impact she has made in my life. Also, I share a secret that I haven't shared before. So you know what I need you to do right now? That's right. Start listening. Hi guys, welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. I am extremely honored to have Nikki on today. I actually did a professional vision board this year and I said I was going to share the stage with you, not knowing that it was going to be my platform. So I thank you so much, Nikki, for coming on. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little about yourself, Nikki.
1: Well, first of all, that was like the super coolest intro I've ever seen on a Facebook Live before. I am so impressed with you. I'm sitting here going, how does she do all that? (laughs) Um, You are super, super talented. But it is a joy to um, be with you, Melissa. I have enjoyed getting to know you over, I guess it's been about the past year. since you started the my one thing online course which we'll talk about later um but yeah it is a joy so i am here today just outside of charlotte north carolina um about six years ago my husband and i purchased a small farm that we have been restoring and so actually melissa here's some insider information for you we're getting ready to start one of the final projects um this weekend the bathroom it's- Ooh real bad (laughs) (laughs) like pink tile bad okay
0: yeah that's bad that's really bad. (laughs) so you would think that would be one of the first things that you do the bathroom not the last thing
1: I know. Um, I have waited six years for this. I've been very patient. Um, But, you know, when you live on a farm, I feel like there's always something on fire. And so um, like just a couple weeks ago, I was like we were getting ready to start the bathroom and then we realized that we needed a lean to for the hay because we had a hay shortage last year. And it's like your funds are constantly being flipped all over the place. But yes, you would think that would have been the first things that we did. But this is why I miss traveling so much, because hotels always have such beautiful bathrooms. And um, (laughs) so COVID has made me realize just how much I hate this bathroom. Um, But it's fun. It's going to happen this weekend. So now we're talking about COVID. Tell us what you do before COVID, what you did before COVID and what you kind of still do now. BC and AC, right? (laughs) Um, So I am a speaker and an author with Proverbs 31 Ministries. Um, I have two books and two Bible studies with Lifeway, and I have a new book coming out uh, next spring with Baker Publishing, and I'm excited about that. Um, so I uh, did a lot of traveling before COVID. Um, it's been a very much depressing thing to open my email almost every day and have an event coordinator tell me uh, that an event is being postponed or canceled altogether. And uh, that's been that's been kind of a bummer. Um, but did a lot of traveling um, and did a lot of um, writing for Proverbs. I do. I did our first five app for quite a while, but that was like a part-time job <laughs> as a volunteer. Like God bless the first five writers because y'all y'all read their stuff. They put so many hours. Melissa, one of the things that always would crack me up is like I would spend like fifteen hours on one post for first five and then I'll never forget one time I posted the graphic that they give us and everyone was like oh my gosh it's Kendra from all my bible studies and the graphic picture and I was like no, no 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 please go read the words that I spent 15 hours <laughs> writing. I mean, I'm happy Kendra's in this picture too, but I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, I'm kidding. I'm totally teasing. But yeah, it was a big thing. So I still write for the daily devotion. Um, But now ministry looks very different. Um, I have been doing some consulting one-on-one with people. Um, I've helped a friend of mine kind of launch um her business and uh have done some inside things with proverbs we just had our she speaks conference last weekend online um but i've also found that uh covid kind of opened up a new door for me i realized how much i loved coaching people and so um, melissa has been part of the coaching group for two times now Mm -hmm. we're having a good time again this time so yeah that's been that's been a sweet little blessing in the midst of covid
0: Let's talk about your books. I've got the five habits of a woman doesn't quit scrolling on the bottom, but I also have it here. See, I do have it. Yes. Um, it's only like five dollars
1: right now on Amazon. It was I checked it the other day. It was super cheap. Ooh.
0: Let's talk about what the basic of that basics of that book is about.
1: For yes. yes. So um, you know, if I was going to add one more thing into my introduction, I definitely could add on the title of being the expert quitter. And I went through a long season of kind of being known as the girl with the big ideas. Um, but not as the girl who could actually execute the big ideas. And so, um, big ideas will only take you so far in life. And eventually I got tired of being known as her. And so, um, if you study any type of, um, any type of study with me or work through any Bible study um, with me, you know, that, um, you're still there. I'm still here. I was like, where'd she go? I don't want to run this all by myself. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, uh, basically, uh, I went to the Lord and I said, um, God, I need you to show me someone in the scriptures who can teach me what it's like to stick out a commitment, um, from the very beginning until the very end. And the Lord was so faithful to bring me to a woman who, um, is very familiar to all of us who have ever been in the church at any amount of time. Um, her name is Ruth and her her book of the bible um, is tucked in between judges and first samuel and um, she really taught me um, these habits these five habits i want to be clear that the habits are not actually in the bible (laughs) Uh, somebody was kind of confused about that when before they read the book Um, these are habits that i pulled out of the actions that ruth did throughout her story Um, and she inspired me to become a woman who doesn't quit who doesn't give up doesn't mean that I don't want to quit, doesn't mean that I don't want to give up. And I haven't given up since I've written the book, for sure. Um, There's mountains that I'm still circling around, but she's taught me a lot about perseverance. And so um, that book has um, gotten into the hands of a lot of women. And um, it's been exciting to watch other people step into their full potential, too.
0: Yeah, we have a comment. I'm actually going to pull up this comment. Um, My friend actually Messaged me this morning with a picture. She didn't realize it was on her bookshelf still. And she's like, I did not realize that was who you were talking about. And that's coming on. So she was so excited. So she says, Love five habits of a woman who doesn't quit. I have it highlighted so much, written in the margins.
1: Good stuff. Hmm. Lisa, listen, that's what every author wants to see her book look like. Um, I love that so much. Thank you. That That is very encouraging to hear that the book. Um, mm-hmm. You were able to get into it that
0: much. That's great. She was super excited when she sent me. I mean, she sent me a picture of holding it up saying, I didn't realize I had it. Now I know who you're talking about. (laughs) That's so funny. And then you also wrote another book called Why Her? Now tell us a little bit about that one, because that one I think a lot of us can resonate with.
1: Yes. So you'll always know what I'm struggling through based on the book I'm writing. Um, So after Five Habits came out, um, you know, I was, it was very successful right off the bat. Like um, my publisher was super happy with everything. Like nobody was putting this pressure on me at all. But I suddenly found myself in this position of not even being able to celebrate the success of the book because I was comparing myself so much. And, You know, let's just be real for a second. I'm a part of Proverbs 31 Ministries, which is the greatest gift ever in ministry. I totally understand that. But I'm also behind one of the greatest communicators in our generation ever, Lisa Turkers. And I love her and I have nothing but the best things to say. But it is very hard to not compare yourself um, to her and to her process. I mean, she just spits out a book and it's on the New York Times list. And uh, it's amazing. Like, and she's worked really hard at it. Like, That's the one thing I can confidently tell you is that Lisa works harder than anybody that I know. And um, anyway, so it it wasn't even just Lisa or the other, I mean, you know, we've got Karen Eamon at Proverbs 31 Ministries. I mean, incredible authors, right? Um, It was my other author friends outside of the ministry. And I found myself saying, well, what did your book sales do during this first month? And is this good, is this bad? And you know, I would get kind of mixed comments back. But before I knew it, I found myself in this position of just not being able to be who I was. Um, because I was so worried that I wasn't measuring up to these standards that nobody had even put inside of me. I mean, they were all made up in my head. So there's this one verse in Ruth that I was always very curious about when I was doing the Bible study. And it says at the very end of Ruth chapter 4, um, there's this moment of blessing from the elders and from everybody in Ruth's community. And if I was going to go back and rewrite the book, I would add this in there because I didn't realize it until afterwards. Um, but basically one of the elders blesses Ruth in a posture that says, um, and you will become like the household of Rachel and Leah. And when I read that, I was like, wait a second. Was there Rachel and Leah like some really messed up women? Like mm-hmm. weren't they like, super kind of crazy. And so I went back and I just during this season and I started reading their story and I was like, oh my goodness, this is me again. I found myself um, being able to identify with someone's story. So um, I studied Rachel and Leah for about a year and then wrote a book called Why Her? um, And the subtitle is Six Truths We Need to Hear When Measuring Up Leaves Us Falling Behind. And I think every woman can identify with that struggle of somehow feeling like we're not measuring up, um, even if it's not even to a real person. It's just somebody we made up in our head.
0: Yeah. And I've got the book on Audible because I love to listen to authors when they're actually reading the book. So that's when re- I've got uh, the paperback version, but I read along with the Audible version with the paperback version so I can underline and do all this other things. So love
1: it now you have a new one coming out are you able to talk about that yet or no yeah i actually just turned in the manuscript a couple weeks ago and um so it is called flooded and it is based on noah and the subtitle is the five best decisions to make when life is hard and doubt is rising and it has been a little too timely to write on noah (laughs) um during a season like we have all been in I, you know, here's what's funny, Melissa, and because I think you have a lot of people who um, are writing and speaking and things like that. Um, I actually pitched an idea on NOAA about six years ago. and the door was slammed shut. And when I mean slammed, I mean like they were like, thanks, but no thanks. I mean, it was just over and over. And I didn't understand it at the time because I was like, it was when the Noah movie was coming out. And I was like, oh, this is going to be such a timely message. Like people need to hear the biblical side of this because, you know, Mel Gibson's version <laughs> wasn't exactly uh, <laughs> biblical. So, anyways, like the door was just closed. So I just, you know, Five Habits came and then Why Her Came. And then, I just kept being drawn back to um, Noah and it's crazy because it is such a timely message um, for now. Like he was the first one quarantined and he was the first one called a stay stay on the ark order. And he didn't come off till God said the the order's over. And um, you know, just the dynamics of what that was like to live with his family in these close quarters. And, um, I've really wrestled with a lot of doubt um, over the last year, but especially in the last six months, doubt has been just like screaming at me. Um, So I hope this book is going to help some other people who are wrestling with doubt, too. Honestly, I was on one of the the little team or
0: not the little team, the big team that got to read the. I'm like, I'm so disappointed we didn't get to finish it.
1: No, but you didn't.
0: You didn't.
1: did not quit, had some obstacles to overcome. I'm so sorry. I still feel really bad about that. And I tried to see if my publisher would let me read, let you guys, but it's like once it's turned in, that's it. So. yeah.
0: But well, that just oh. makes us want to write the book. I mean, buy the book so we can read the ending of it. Cause I mean, I, it was a page turner and I'm like, guys, I love the way Nikki writes. She writes like, so you're talking to your best friend or your neighbor next door. It's not like, somebody higher than you. She writes like she's just one, like one of you could be one of your friends sitting down having coffee with you. That's how Nikki writes.
1: Thank you, Melissa. And that's like, that's the greatest compliment that I could hear because um, and I don't say that in like a prideful way, but like when I sit down to write, like that's always my goal is that I don't want to sound like this preacher screaming at you that you need to turn your life around. You're so messed up. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes we do need that friend to sit with us and say, Hey, like, you're amazing, but we need to get going in a different direction.
0: Yeah, so. that's and that's I guess that's where the my one thing course comes in is is you're kind of you're our friend, but you're like our coach as well, saying, okay, you know, you know, let's narrow this thing down a little bit or let's go and get get busy doing what you need to do. So talk
1: about that. Yes. So when Five Habits came out, uh, the very like the number one question that I kept getting from people was, "How do I know what I'm not supposed to quit?" And um, I mean, mo- like, I would say seventy five percent of the people knew, but there was this huge chunk that was like, "I just don't know." Like, I know I give up on everything, but what do I need to focus on? And so that's where I came up with the idea for the My One Thing online course. And so basically, what the course does. Is it takes you through um, the book and which has all the scriptural everything that you need for that part of things but then the course is more like me sitting with you and going here's some tools to really help you figure out um, what that one thing is and Melissa we can um, we can later we can send your people the link you can go on right now and um, session one is totally free and just figure out like it's a way to zone in on the one thing you should focus on during this season Um, So, yeah, we take you through the book and then we work through these um, these habits and principles and things like that. And then we also this last spring, we started offering coaching groups and uh, we had such a great time in the spring that we um, are doing it again right now. So it is too late to join uh, the coaching group right now, but the online course is available anytime.
0: Yeah, I knew when you said that you were thinking about doing it again, I said I would gladly sign up and work on something else with you just to, you know, just to hear you speak. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you just, I don't know, you're just a light. Like, that's the reason why I moved my sign up because I feel like that's you. You're the light. And then I didn't realize the sunflowers were your favorite flower. And (laughs) that's
1: so cool. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. So let's talk about the fixer upper farm animals. I love watching Instagram stories of the fixer upper farm
1: animals. Yes, they are. They're something, aren't they? Um, So currently I have to count for a second because I feel like we're always losing and gaining somebody. Um, I think right now we're at 13 animals. Um, Maybe 14. I can't remember. Um, but we so my husband and I, we are first generation farmers, which means we have no idea what we're doing. So I'm sure there's somebody watching today who is a real farmer. And I bless you in the name of Jesus. Um, we're still trying to figure this out. In fact, you know, what my daughter said to me yesterday, Melissa, Go <laughs> she goes, um, are you ever going to actually like do anything with this farm like that creates like an income or like a sustainable thing? Because I think people think this farm is a joke. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, the barnyard babies are a situation. So right now our my favorite animals are our Highland cows and they were, um, the pigs were the first to come and the Highland cows were the second. If you don't know what a Highland cow is, it's those long haired, long horn, um, cows. Do not fall for the trap that there are miniature Highland cows. There's no such thing. Um, Those people who post those pictures, it's just a baby Highland, which are adorable. Um, But there's no such thing as a miniature Highland. And somebody will want to fight about that, but there's not. Trust me, I know on that. Um, And we hope to, um, we hope that eventually that will become more of kind of what we do as the cows. Um, we discovered this last year. My husband had his cows, which are Dexter's, and then I had my cows, which are Highlands, and we decided we don't like Dexter cows. So <laughs> we um, we said goodbye to three of those. We did keep one, um, Kiba and her baby Joy, but they just have different personalities, um, which is interesting. You wouldn't think that cows had different temperaments and things like that. But Highlands look very intimidating, but they're actually like the gentlest, kindest animals. Now, if you have food and they're hungry, they will come after you with their horns for sure. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of, we have donkeys, one horse. Um, and right now we have four chickens. That's about to go down to two though.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. That brings me to the question that Susan asked. Susan's in the My One Thing group.
1: What happened with the Bob and Shirley drama? Well, first of all, Bob is Bobby because Bob is a she, not a he. (laughs) Um, So that was part of the drama. Uh, And Shirley is a she. Shirley is a he, not a she. And so like, we had that all reversed. Um, But I haven't. like I just haven't had the heart yet. They're gonna go on Facebook Marketplace because um, you can't have two roosters. Oh. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm just not a fan of roosters. <laughs> like <laughs> me neither. They're just not nice. So um, I know other people want to have them because they want to, you know, breed and things like that. But that's not our um, our purpose with our chickens. So yeah, we're about to go down to two chickens. Started with six. <laughs> and now we're going down to two so what so picking back on your
0: daughter's comment so what is the purpose of the farm just for enjoyment for you and your husband or
1: so eventually Chris would love to You know, not have to. He has an electrical company and um, he, you know, is super, super busy and he stays gone. And it's very he's a very physically demanding job. Like he's up and down ladders all day, lifting his arms and pulling wire. And um, so I think eventually he would love if the farm could become his source of income. But it's very hard um, to create an income on with the amount of acreage that we have. We only have 12 acres. Um, So we're working on that. We also um, have plans to build, uh, we have a little barn now. Uh, We have plans to build a much bigger barn probably in the next two years. And so eventually we would like to host weddings. And um, I would love to be able to have in-person events in the barn. Um, Probably once a week, someone emails me and asks if they can come meet all my barnyard babies and see the farm. And unfortunately, we're just not set up for that right now. Um, But I would love to be able to create more atmospheres. Um, We've also held several revivals out here. Um, And so that's part of what we feel like God has the purpose for this land. To be clear we were not looking for a farm (laughs) um it was just one of these things that the lord just like dropped literally just dropped in our laps um and so we picked up our family and moved from the suburbs out to the middle of nowhere um and it's been an adventure so we're still trying to figure out exactly what the lord has for us
0: i love the revivals i've yet to be able to come but i'm like i'm waiting for that one when you're like okay it's done i'm ready to go i'm 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 ready i'm i'm going to drive to charlotte cuz i'm on the eastern part of north
1: carolina right yes come on they have been these revivals i'm telling you i can't even talk about i mean it's like unexplainable what god has done and it's not because of us like it's just because this revival nights team is the most humble team i've ever worked with and they just give 110%. And um, I'll tell you one really quick, neat story that happened at the last revival. So there was um, a family that had just gone through, their dad had experienced um, a lot of hurt in the church and um, was just, it was just a bad situation all around. And so the mom brought her sons to the revival, which was really cool. Anyways, that teenage, there's a lot of teenagers there, which was great. And um, at one point, the mom was looking around trying to find her son, and she couldn't find him. And then she realized that he was flat on his face on the ground, just weeping before the Lord. And when he left that night, he got in the car and he told her, he said, for the first time in months, he feels like he's alive again. And when I heard that story, I was like, that's why we do this. Hills. <laughs> I know. And it's just because the Lord just there's something I mean, you know, I don't want to be like, there's just something so special about my land. Um, but God is here. And I think it comes from, you know, just being in, a woman who invites the Holy Spirit to come and do what only he can do. And um, I don't know. It's just it's neat to see what the Lord's doing.
0: Yeah, we have to take a quick commercial break, but I will be right back we'll be right back with Nikki so hold on and you'll love this because of sunflowers
1: hey y'all welcome to summer sunflower fields at Odin Farming Company we'd love for you to come visit with us we're open Tuesday through Thursday and Sunday from four to eight and Friday and Saturday from four to nine $5 admission includes a visit with the pasture gang, the playground, the beautiful fields, and three flowers to carry home. So come see us at 1426 Claridge Nursery Road, Goldsboro. Check out our website, odomfarmingcompany.com, or follow us on social media. We sure hope to see you soon. See, I told you, beautiful sunflowers. Listen, you have commercials in your life. Who are you, Melissa? You're incredible. I worked out the
0: deal that I would get sunflowers. And for the set, I call it my set now. You are so
1: smart. I'm going to hire you. Like You are incredible.
0: All right. I'm willing to work. I I would still work for you, Nikki. I'm not kidding. I'm I'm not kidding. kidding.
1: You're incredible.
0: Just send me where I need to fill it out because I would go to work for you in like a heartbeat because I just love your energy. Now, there's one thing that we kind of have in common that I've not really shared with a lot of people. Can you kind of guess what it might be? I did not know this until I started listening to your story after you were working with Proverbs 31 for a while. I actually went on your website and listened to your story. Do You know what we might have in common?
1: I mean, I don't want to say it and it'd be wrong, (laughs) but I'm guessing um, pregnancy before marriage. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's not something I talk
0: about a lot. Well, actually, you know, I was older. I wasn't a teen. I was in my 20s. But my husband and I, we just celebrated our 25th year. And we always said our daughter, Maddie, was a blessing and not a curse or anything. She was a huge blessing in our life. And she'll be 25 this year. So Mm -hmm. we have that in common. And I did not know that. And this is actually the first time I've actually told people out in
1: public about it. So
0: wow.
1: Well, thank you for um, being brave to do that. You know, I think um, so. Just for your audience, I'll tell you just a little bit. And I was nineteen, and um, which is so crazy because Taylor is actually nineteen right now. And so it's like this full circle moment. And Melissa, I look at her sometimes, and I'm like, what? What? is wrong with you like i had a baby at 19 years old like you can go get your oil changed (laughs) it is just a totally different world and we could joke about it now right Uh Um, (laughs) but you know it was a very hard season for me and um i experienced a lot of wounding in the church um i think you know um it sounds like we were about the same time, maybe a couple of years in between, but the church has come a long ways in the last, yeah. I would say the last decade. Um, but you know, there just wasn't a whole lot of room for, um, people to make mistakes and yeah. Taylor is not a mistake. Don't hear me say that. Yeah. But I was a leader at our church and, uh, I was definitely made an example of, if you know what I mean. And it caused a lot of wounding in me. And it's still, every once in a while, it still brings up a little bit of something in me. I've gone through counseling and, um, you know, I've shared the story many times. But those wounds, um, the scars are still there. Yeah, so
0: They are. Yeah.
1: And I had the double thing where you can see my
0: cute husband right here. He's in the background. He is a native of Mexico. So it was like, you did not do that outside of your race you know and then but now he's like my best friend and my parents adored him my dad like when right before my dad died he was just like thank you for taking care of the girls and everything so we have three girls too so we're still there too so
1: (laughs) we have so much in common i love it
0: Now, I want to get back to the My One Thing course because I want to tell people how it works. It is an amazing course if you stick with it because I actually created a blogging mentoring group out of that course. And several of the ladies that are commenting now are in this um, course and they're about ready to launch their own blogs. And I'm just so excited. But it all became because I want to give you the credit because you, no, you created, you and God created the space for us to meet and become friends and to help each
1: other out. So, I love that melissa there's nothing better that i like that's such a deep fruit that came from that and y'all it got to the point where i was like anybody who had anything i was like go see melissa go see melissa go see melissa she can help you with that um and i loved that you know you showed up there with just this willingness to help um other people launch their blogs and their websites and um you like you just jumped right in there and did that and so kudos to you for being brave and you know, I think a lot of people might enter into um, a, a a concept like the My One Thing Coaching Group and go, Oh, should I do this? Should I not do this? Should I say something? Should I not say something? And like I like now, listen, we're not in there selling essential oils. Okay, that's not what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> we're not allowed to do like stuff like that. Okay, that I probably would x in the group, but a hundred and ten percent I am for like, hey. I've got this that I can help you to get to this place with your, my one thing and, you know, come alongside me. And I've got this group, like I champion that all day long. And so I'm, I'm just proud of you for being brave enough to say, this is what I can offer you. And the thing is with that is I hadn't even really decided I was
0: going to do mentoring. I wanted to do organization. Remember? And it wasn't until that very first meeting I was like, God, okay, I get it. You're telling me I need to mentor, even though it was on my list, but it wasn't what I wanted to focus on.
1: So yeah, God's kind of bossy like that, isn't he? Where we show up and he just he just changes it up like that.
0: <laughs> that so true. So what is next for Nikki Coziart's ministry?
1: That's a great question, Melissa. I have been asking that question of the Lord a lot, especially, you know, looking at um, COVID and just how it's changed um, so many dynamics. um, I know that like, I'm a big idea girl. Like I shared in the very beginning, I've got the big ideas, um, but I've also learned not to execute until the Lord says go. Like many people have asked me, when's the next revival? When are you gonna plan it? And I'm like, I can't, I can't like, it's just when God says now, um, and so right now, um, I just turned 40 on Friday, last last oh, Friday. Birthday. One, one week of being 40. I did one of those jade rollers this morning. Do I look younger today? Yes, yes you look jade <laughs> Those are amazing, that's for free for anybody. Yes. Highly recommend the jade roller. Um, but I am doing um, every day for 40 days, um, since I turned 40, I'm taking communion every morning. And I shared this with our My One Thing group. Um, repentance is something um that i don't think a lot of people take enough time to work through and so um and it's not this place of like god shaming us or guilt tripping us or anything like that but there's there's things already today that like have popped into my head or that i have said or you know maybe haven't been obedient with like we're foolish to think that we don't need to have repentance every day and Like I resist that word so much until I found out that repentance actually means to change your mind. Mm -hmm. And so there are times where we change our mind about God, right? Like COVID has been a season where a lot of people have changed their mind about God. Is he really good? I don't know. Why would a good God allow all this stuff? Like when we watched the explosion just the other day in Lebanon, I mean, my mouth dropped. Mm -hmm. And then instantly, like I see people bringing God, you know, like into this, like God hates us, God's judging us. And that's, that's not the message that the Lord is, is speaking into our world right now. Um, but I do believe that in this season, God is weeding out a lot of people. Um, and I don't want to be one of those people who's weeded out, right? Like I love the Lord too much. To let a season like this convince me that ministry's over or it's never going to be the same. I was listening to um, a speaker coach a couple weeks ago and he was talking about how 75 percent based on statistics like of the past, like crises that America's gone through. Seventy five percent of the speakers won't make it through this season, meaning they're going to go pursue something else. They're going to. And I get it. I get it. <laughs> There's no income from events and it looks really hard, it's very tempting to go, what have I always wanted to do in my life? Maybe I should go back to school and be a nurse. Or, you know, hey, is there some opportunity in Africa where I just need to pick up my family and move right now? Definitely have entertained those thoughts. But at the end of these 40 days, um, 40 is a very significant number. And Melissa, I talk about this a little bit in the new book. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you got to that part or not. Um, But I really believe that There's something new coming and there's something different coming because what I'm experiencing right now um, is a grief of what was. Okay. So I am missing, and I will get emotional talk. I miss so much being in corporate gatherings across the country. I miss so much sitting on airplanes and talking to strangers about Jesus. I miss so much. Um, being at a resource table and being able to pray with a woman who's engaged with something that, you know, I wrote or did or something Proverbs said, I miss it so much, right? And I have grieved that. But God has been asking me to just kind of hold my hands Hard to see my hands like this right now and just really stay open so i don't know i don't know what's coming i mean i know i have a new book coming out in march of next year and there's a lot of work that still has to be done on that and um there's been a lot of hard things that i've had to work through um, with covid and um just changes in the industry and things like that um there's a lot of hard things to sort through but i have this holy excitement if that's a good word to use Um, about what's coming, and I encourage everyone else to kind of live in that place of this holy excitement. Like the the best days are still ahead for us because God is a good and faithful God, and he has not turned his back on us. And I'm also very anti this message that these are like the worst days ever. And, you know, there's just been nothing worse ever I've experienced. Yes, there has. (laughs) And I wouldn't even say that this is the worst time in my life. Like is as hard as it's been. I've been through harder things, yeah, and yeah. so um, I just believe that there's something different coming, but it's going to take some digging for the gold to get there.
0: Yeah, honestly, um, I started the chat from the blog cabin because of COVID, of doing that, and look where I'm in now. Yeah, you know, chatting with you. <laughs> I love it. You're reaching so many women. This is incredible, and. You actually were on my dream list, my number one person on my dream list. I had Jill Allen up there, and Jill has come on already. And Jill is someone that I I found through you.
1: Mm -hmm. Jill is amazing. She's one of those people that, like, when she gets in your corner, she ain't going to let you stay. (laughs) She's not going to let you stay. She will push you. Yes. I love Jill. Jill.
0: So you said you're missing the speaking, but you also are doing some online speaking as
1: well, like doing churches and special things like that. I have. I have done um, a few virtual events, um, which is always very interesting. Um, So I've done a few church services. Um, I think the pastors are most pastors are very burned out right now. And so maybe some of them who wouldn't normally let a female come in. (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like come on bring it um so I've done that and um, I've done a few virtual conferences which um, has been great I did one with Crystal Hurst Um, she's amazing if you guys don't know her go follow her she's always got something incredible coming down the pipeline Um, and I've been doing um these little pop-up Bible studies on Facebook live, there's, listen, if you're going to look for a schedule or like when the next one is don't, because if that's you, I'm going to drive you nuts. Cause literally it's normally in the morning when I feel like the Lord's saying, say this. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes I have to sit with things for weeks before I feel like the Lord says, say this. Um, so yeah, we've been doing those every, you know, whenever, (laughs) whenever God says do it. Yeah. Susan said
0: she loves the pop-up Bible studies too. Oh, thank you, Susan. I love you. You're so sweet. So is there anything else you want to share with us?
1: Barnyard, antics, Haven, finally sleeping, Herman, the pug. Okay. So Haven and Herman are actually on their way to the vet right now. They have to get their... um their nails done today. So I sent my girls (laughs) off to do that. Um, But yes, I will give you guys some tips if your dog has not been sleeping through the night. I heard from a lot of people that said their dogs were acting crazy the last few weeks. And we've had a lot of full moons, which I don't understand how all that works. Um, But we, so this is what we did. We put lavender oil on her nose, um, which is apparently a, a point for dogs. Um, and we diffuse lavender in her laundry room. She's a very, she's a very high maintenance dog right now. Um, and then we also moved her from the backyard to the front yard to keep her more busy. So she's the past two nights, she has slept very well because she has been a busy girl all day long.
0: <laughs> now we know you have kind of a love hate relationship with her, but Herman is your is your dog is your
1: is your boy. He is. So Haven actually was um, the reason why I don't like her is because she was um, a bet from one of my daughters. Uh, She did one of these numbers that these teenagers are doing. How many likes on Instagram do I have to get to get a new dog? And I was like 2000. And I was like, she has like 100 followers. That's not going to happen. Oh, it happened. (laughs) (laughs) All of my friends were helping and reposting it and like it was this crazy thing, like in our community, like all the teachers at the school were like watching it and posting it. And so then I was like, oh my gosh, so we have to get this dog. And so I always wanted another pug, but Chris, my husband, does not like Herman. I don't know why he's the best dog ever. I think he's jealous of him, to be honest with you, because Herman gets a lot of love. Um, but yes, so she was the dog that came from a bet. Um, and I think that's why I'm just like, I didn't really want you. <laughs> But
0: maybe she's growing on me. Maybe. And she's also what a, a basset hound,
1: right? Basset hound. A which bass- they like to bark. Yeah. The past few nights. <laughs> What's next for you, Melissa? Um,
0: really basically working on my one thing and doing some more. I actually have a someone coming on Wednesday that is has to do with um stopping human trafficking. Oh, that's awesome. So that's one of the things I'm really passionate about is sharing my platform for the causes, not only to show amazing people and incredible people and what they're doing, but also to help support causes and bring awareness of causes out there.
1: That's awesome.
0: That's great. Let's see. Let's go through some comments. Lauren says, I love seeing posts about Herman. (laughs) Susan loves Herman. Everybody loves Herman. Susan also says lavender works um susan also says love crystal and i actually did the course that the conference that crystal did oh did you so did it. yeah yeah uh, joanna says our ministry growth happened because of our yes during covid and her ministry she was actually on not this past wednesday but the wednesday before and we talked about her ministry and it, it's amazing mm-hmm. um the season has brought amazing things susan says god is stirring starting to stir hearts. That's what I'm feeling. And honestly, I think so too. I think it's not a, people are drawing closer to God. I think a lot of us are. There are a lot of us looking for answers for why. Don't you agree?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, if you look at like the online churches, I mean, their attendance like has quadrupled and it's been neat to see some of the churches like pivot to online stuff, just the growth that they've seen. Um, through this, so yeah, I definitely think a lot of people are seeking God in this season. And then Joanna says, "Repentance every morning has
0: been a game changer for the past two weeks." Now, tell us one of the things that you suggested that we do in my one thing last week. That I will admit, I haven't been the greatest about doing it. But what did you? What did you suggest that we all do? Do you remember communion? Yes.
1: Yes, yes. So, um, I grew up in a very Southern Baptist environment. Okay, where communion was once a quarter because it was on the calendar, and it was like this very like hush hush kind of moment, right? Like it's so sacred. And I'm not making light of communion. Don't hear me say that. But um, I kind of was brought up that it was like this very somber and just very holy, serious thing that you only do when the deacons give you the elements and um this last year though um at our church um my pastor did a sermon series on communion and it really opened my eyes to understanding what communion really is and so communion is the remembering of what jesus did on the cross thousand percent that's what it is Okay. Mm But it's also a time for us to repent and remember. Repent means to change your mind. Um, but it's also this place where we can call down the power of God on our lives through the blood of Jesus. Um, you know, that's what the scriptures teach us: is that it is by His blood that we are healed and restored, and um, we can experience the same things that Jesus did through His ministry. And so, our pastor really challenged us. Um, to try doing communion at home. And at first I was like, what? We can't do that. I don't think you're allowed to do that. And then I started doing some research on it. And I was like, who made this rule that you only do communion once a quarter, you know, in the church? And um, and corporate communion is still something. I mean, my church does it like every week. They have it there if you want to go take it. Um, but doing it, especially since we haven't been able to be at church, um, very much. We have had a church meeting on our farm, which has been a whole nother story for another day. <laughs> um, but the church that we are members at right now, um, we haven't been able to be there. And so our pastor just really challenged us to do it at home and just try it and see what happens. And at first it felt really awkward and strange, but now it's almost like I can't start my day without it. Um, I did it before the revival, um, just as a, a time to pray God's power um, into that night. And now I'm doing it in these 40 days. and. I don't know it just feels good to start every day with it
0: now do you think that you see the significance of the 40 days and the 40 with no and everything else because you turned 40 this year do you think that's like the light bulb moment for
1: you oh 100 percent. but let me tell you something funny okay so i'm an enneagram six uh which means i constantly have worst case scenario running through my head right so my birthday was July 31st. Okay. So on July 30th, it was 73020. Okay. Seven in the Bible um, represents the number of completion. It was the last day of my 30s, 3 0, and 20 mm-hmm. plus 20 equals 40. Okay. Melissa, I knew my life was ending on <laughs> 7 30, 2020. <laughs> I was like. God is done. This is like so significant. These numbers, I just knew I waited all day long for a semi truck to run me over. (laughs) It's crazy what happens in my brain, but it did not happen. Of course, like God is, he's not like, that's not what he's going to (laughs) do or something like that. But what it did do is it made me realize like the significance of the number 40. And Um, Noah isn't the only one that we see the number 40. There's multiple places in the Bible and I don't have it pulled up right in front of me. Um, But 40 is an important number. Um, We see that, you know, Jesus was tested for 40 days um, in the desert and um, there's just a lot of significance around that number. So I do believe that, uh, I mean, I believe in, you know, prophecy and prophetic things. And was there something prophetic that happened that, The Lord would not allow this book six years ago to be published, but I would write it in the last part of my thirties and release it in my forties. And I do believe that there's something significant through all of that. Um, I don't think we can get totally hung up on it and, you know, like hold on to it like crazy. Um, but it is making me take things a little bit more. Um, it's just a little bit more sacred if that makes sense. Like I just really sense that the Lord's doing something, um, special through this message.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's a sense of maybe not your life ending, but life as you knew it. Yes. And that yes. Maybe this is a whole new direction that God is taking you. Maybe because uh-huh. the coach, the coach, you just you just covering coaching and you love coaching. And I know everybody that coaches with you loves you because you see it, the mutual respect on the
1: Zoom calls with you. Mm, I love those women. They're so I did not think we could do any better from spring. <laughs> oh, should we do this again? Because that was just amazing. Um, And it's a risk. Like anytime you do something again, like, you know, is it going to be just as amazing? And it has been. I mean, it's like you guys are my kids and my heart just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I'm just so proud of all of you. And um, I just I'm I'm just I can't wait to see what else comes.
0: Thank you for saying I'm your kid because I'm actually older than you. So
1: (laughs) spiritual mama, spiritual mama.
0: Now, we do have a comment from Susan that I think maybe it's her question. She says, any suggestions for leading a back to school prayer walk? I'm leading one for the first time next weekend.
1: I love that. Yes. So actually, I wrote a devotion about this through Proverbs. Um, so if you Google um, Proverbs 31, Nikki Koziar's uh, prayer walk, it should come up. Um, And you should be able to find it. But my friend, um, Wendy Blight, who's also a a part of Proverbs, um, both of our kids go to UNC Charlotte, which um, this is like I feel really bad for my daughter because like the first year of her college ended in a school shooting, which was devastating. Um, Multiple people were killed and it was the worst thing ever. And now this year, her year ended um, with (laughs) COVID, like she had to move back home and that was that was a situation so two years now but anyways before the school year started my friend wendy and i were we were just nervous about sending our kids back um because unc charlotte is such an open campus and there's not really a way to like contain it so we were like, why would we not just go claim God's glory? And I will tell you the neatest thing that happened. Um, And in the book, Five Habits of a Woman Who Doesn't Quit, I talk about um, praying, see over prayers, over your kids. And it talks about being under the wings of God, which represents the Ark of the Covenant, which which means like we're standing on God's promises for our lives. Sorry, that was a real fast way to do that teaching. But the craziest thing happened at the end of our prayer walk, we were standing in a circle and one feather fell into um, the prayer circle and landed right on the ground. And all of us were like, whoa. Um, And so we did see God's protection over them. So I I recommend praying Psalm 91 um, would be fantastic. And uh, just remember that like God is going to hear every prayer that you pray. Um, I do believe that when we put our feet with our faith, um, that something really does start to happen. I prayer walk this property many, many days. Um, and there's just something about it's not like a it doesn't say in the Bible, like you should go prayer walk. But like, let's talk about, you know, how many times they had to walk around the wall of Jericho to make it fall down. Um, so there's something significant with that. So I would just bless that what you're going to do, Susan, and um, just ask you just to like, don't stop praying. Don't give up and rally your friends and just go.
0: Okay. I have another comment that I think this is a great one to kind of sort of end on. It says, Nikki, you are such an encouragement, love and hugs to you. You and your sweet spirit are a gift. And I totally agree. Thank you, Lisa. That's so sweet. <laughs> so tell people where they can find you at Nikki. Well, it's not
1: hard. I'm everywhere. Um, <laughs> I hang out the most on Instagram, so um, if you're over there um, at Nikki Cozyars, I do have a Facebook page, Nikki Cozyars Ministry. Um, I'm also on Twitter occasionally, but really just to read the news. Um, every once in a while I'll post something on Twitter don't do Snapchat and I I tried to do TikTok one time and my girls were like you cannot do TikTok this is not for moms but I found out it actually is a thing for moms um, so maybe maybe if TikTok sticks around who knows what's going to happen with that um, but Instagram just launched the reels thing now So I saw that I need to do the update so I get it yeah
0: so there you go Nikki, I want to thank you so much for joining us today, and I just appreciate, like I said, this has been truly an honor for me because I went out of my comfort zone to ask you to come on, and you immediately said yes, even though it took us, what, how many emails and stuff back and forth trying to figure out dates, because this has been going on since what, June or so? Sorry. (laughs) Between your day, your time, and my time, trying to figure stuff out, it's been yes. thank you so much, well,
1: Alyssa, It has been a joy to be able to. Be on here today and share with your audience. Um, Thanks for inviting me to be on. And thanks for the beautiful sunflowers in the back. I love them. And I just bless you with um, favor from heaven um, that only God can give you as you continue to pour into women. And I just ask that the one thing that God would make greater in your life is his presence and his power. And you would continue to move forward with all the things, not just the one thing, all the things God has for you. Like you got me crying now. <laughs> hmm. I don't want to thank like again.
0: Thank you so much, Nikki. Absolutely. This was fun. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Wow. I'm still floating on cloud line from this interview. Nikki is just so genuine. And I really enjoyed getting to know her over the past year while I was doing the My One Thing course with her. This is actually my second time doing it, and you actually get benefits from doing them over and over and over again because you can focus on more than one thing. You should really look into doing the course when she offers it again. Remember, I have turned these chats from the Blog Cabin into not only this podcast, but Facebook Lives. Go on Facebook, look up Adventures of Frugal Mom, and you can find them all there, and even putting the interviews on YouTube. If you go to YouTube, check out Chats from the Blog Cabin, they're all up there. If you miss any of them, or if you want to see the face behind the voices, those are a great resource to check out. Most importantly, I want to thank you for being part of the Chats from the Blog Cabin podcast family. And I really would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast and to leave a rating or review. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Be blessed. And most importantly, remember, keep chatting. Hey y'all, if you know me in real life, you know that what you see is what you get. I'm pretty authentic. But you'll also hear me say how much I love supporting worthwhile causes and people. I feel like support, that's basically where you put your money, is the most powerful tool that the internet has to offer. And it gives you a voice to your dollars. The cool folks at Anchor have made a way for you to support your favorite podcasts, such as Chats from the Blog Cabin. If you're in the U.S., you can visit my podcast profile on desktop or mobile browser to give a little monetary support each month. Whatever you can afford, basically. If you do want to donate, it will be greatly appreciated. So go to my page, Chats from the Blog Cabin. You can find my page at anchor.fm backslash chats from the blog cabin. I'll do my best to pay it forward through content and giving back.